Hello, how are you guys? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I know, hey there, how are you? We said it all, we've been excited to speak with you again, because you remember, this is the Meet a We Talk podcast, it's the Truth Serum series, and we promise to tell you the truth, the, the whole truth, truth, and nothing but, but the truth, truth so, so help me God. God. That's right. And we've got some things that we're going to need some help with today, aren't we? Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, we're going to need some help with our words. We've got a great topic today. Many of you asked us to make sure that we keep current with the communication uh, series, and we said that we would. So we've got some good stuff for you. Um, And you're going to love the name of our new topic. You want to know what it is? Do they? I think they do. I think they want to know. Inquiring minds want to know, Rhonda. Okay. This one is called Them Fighting Words. Them <laughs> Fighting Words. Right. It's taking me back to the playground. Right. If you say something, there's certain things you can say, but then there are certain things you just cannot say in marriage. And so we want to talk to you about how sometimes harsh words can completely tear down your relationship, and then you begin to fight and then you begin to lose respect for one another Mm. and in turn you begin to lose love for one another that is a very good point because if you think about it like i got married to you Mm -hmm. Rhonda. yes because of your words like your words move me to do anything like when Rhonda says something to me i believe i can move (laughs) a mountain like i am that strong because of this woman so if she says something harsh and blunt and quick yeah. She can tear me down just as easy. That's so true. That's true. I'm like, I remember times, but I actually did do those things. And, you know, honestly, it, it took a lot of us communicating well uh, to one another after we <laughs> didn't communicate so well in the very beginning. And, and it, it comes from, my husband always says, it always starts in childhood. It does. It starts one way or the other. Now, I'm not saying that my parents were, you know, very rough in what they said, but I will say that they were disciplinarians. And so things right. were spoken, like I told you guys before, in commands. So when I was speaking to my husband, you need to do this. You need to do that. What's going on with this? What's going on at that? Move now, move that. And, it, and you know, to me, it was now that I have been able to step back and look at my words, you know, and then what the effect is of my words after I say them. Right. Oh, man, I realized like, man, I'm really being condescending. I am not speaking to my husband with the respect that he deserves. And, you know, I I literally I felt so bad. I mean, I I remember crying myself to sleep because I felt so bad because I value him so much. But my words didn't match. You know, I understand what you're saying. But let me be clear, people. Uh huh. My wife, like, she's sounding as though she's apologizing for something, but she really didn't do anything. So I want you to know that first. Like, she wasn't over here berating me. but I love you. She wasn't over (laughs) here breaking me down. She was just actually just having a conversation. And the fact of the matter is that because of where I come from and my family, we just never talked, as I told you all before. So I didn't really learn how to talk to my wife until we got together. And she really wanted to have these deep, thought-out conversations. (laughs) And I didn't know how to have them. So in that case, she might get frustrated with me and then that frustration might spill over into something else but it's only because I didn't know how to say certain things or how to fully get my own words out until we got deeper and further into our marriage right so again like I know you're sounding like you did something wrong but you did nothing wrong if anything you challenged me to talk more okay well, thank you, baby. I, I think that there were opportunities probably on both sides, but that's what marriage <laughs> is about. No, I'm serious. No, you're so, right. So true. That's what marriage is about. Like if you you get stronger when you're able to come together over an obstacle 
And, you know, I think we have told you all this before, but the number one killer of relationships is a lack of communication. And if you aren't able to clearly convey how you feel, the way you feel it, and sometimes in the right tone, or you heard everything, I mean, literally, you can rip your marriage down. Yes. And it'll never start. It's, it's like it's over before it began. And so we don't want that for you. And honestly, even in marriage, you are training for matrimony. You're preparing for the next level. Am I right? Every Every day. <laughs> yeah, you actually said it best the other day. What? Like, though we've been married, let's just say 10 years, even though it's 11, mm -hmm. we're training for the next 10. Yeah. As we continue to build up our endurance. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not only fighting the devil, we're fighting against everything in the world today that wants to tear us apart. Yeah. The world today does look favorably upon marriage like they tell you to go ahead and just shack up mm. they tell you that it's easy to come together and pay those bills Ooh. and what's a piece of paper what is that really going to do for you hey i know i love you i know you love me the paper doesn't matter yeah but it's not about the paper it's about the covenant you know it's yes. what's in there and i agree with you wholeheartedly i mean i remember i was driving uh, to work and it was this billboard that was up and it was saying get a divorce for $499 and it's quick and painless and I don't know about you I've never heard of a divorce being quick nor painless you know wow. and it isn't isn't that terrible I mean we are such like what you say I love your coin phrase um, a microwave society we want everything quick but a good marriage takes time and seasoning. Mm. And you have to watch and make sure your words are seasoned with salt and with grace. That's what the Bible says. And so we want to make sure that not only are we telling you about this, but I want to talk about some of the obstacles we have seen that we have dealt with in regards to couples that come into our class because there have been some communication issues that have come in. And we're like, whoa, th this might be outside of our scope. But I will tell you this, God gave us the capacity to handle it. And we always tell our couples like, hey, sticks and stones may break your bones, <laughs> right? But words will never hurt. That's a lie from the pit of hell, okay? <laughs> I want to be clear. It is painful, okay? And yeah, sticks and stones may break my bones, but, you know, words can break your heart, you know? Agreed. Like I said, it goes back again. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody in the world says to me. Mm -hmm. But when you say it, the one I say I love, when you tell me something about myself, that hurt, that cuts deeper than any, anybody else. Well, let me give you this so that you all know, like this has been an ongoing issue all the way since Bible times. I don't know if you guys have ever read the book of James, but the book of James, <laughs> it breaks it completely down. I'm going to read this to you. It's James 3, 5 through 8, and it says this, Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. You hear me? Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what else more you can say than that. Straight into the point. I mean, it's got more here. You want to hear the rest? Come on. Okay, they're not ready. Y'all, y'all aren't ready for they're this, not. but they're it's not. real. They're, they're going to be real. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
And that is straight from the Bible, you know, and if you don't have your Bible pages, you better get your Bible app, like my husband says, because it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. If you don't watch what you say, you can literally rip someone down until they have nothing left. And you got to remember when you love somebody, is that what you really want? Do you want to really tear them down? You know, I understand, you know, people are going to really frustrate you. They're going to get on your nerves, especially the person you're with 24 seven. You know, it can be beyond frustrating overall. So I want to make sure, you know, that you guys understand that, like how, how demeaning, how crushing words can be, you know? Agree. That's why I want you guys to learn a new phrase from us. If you don't learn anything today, learn this. Oh, what's that? You don't have arguments. Oh, we call it heated fellowship. Ooh, heated fellowship. You yes. better say that. <laughs> I can say it over and over again. Can you tell them, baby, why we say heated fellowship instead of an argument? With an argument, someone's trying to prove a point and someone mm. is looking to win. That's good. But when it's fellowship, it's a friendly association with people who share one interest. So you have a common goal mm-hmm. or something you're trying to tackle together. Oh, yeah. So we're trying to tackle this problem together versus arguing about this problem mm-hmm. and trying to one up each other as far as I'm going to win this argument. Right. Oh, yeah. So you're saying like, man, what is your end goal? Are you trying to win the argument? Or are you trying to win the marriage? You know, you got to right. you have to look at it differently. Uh, I would also tell you, too, there's a couple things that I would tell you to look out for. You know, when you're dealing with anger, you want to make sure that you're taking responsibility for your anger and you're not blaming the person you're with. You know, like they made me this and so and so made me angry. So true. You know, when you did yeah. this, this one happened. You know, yeah. If you lose your anger, you lose your temper take responsibility for it because you control your emotions. Agreed. And and what do you always tell me? Don't let somebody take you out of your character. Agreed. You cannot, let me repeat this people, you cannot allow somebody to make you act any different than you normally do. Mm. Because when you give someone that much power over you, yeah. then there's really a problem. Yeah. It should not get to that point where they're affecting the way you act, especially in public. Oh, yeah. Let alone at home. Ooh, now them are fighting words. You do it in public? If you're tearing down somebody in public, that means I have no respect for you. Mm. And I'm not trying to protect this. I want everyone else to know that I'm right and that you're wrong. And who's running this? And Yeah, and that's pretty that's much basically it. what it is. Like, I'm going to tell you how I feel, and you're still going to get in the car with me. Ooh, you better. S- and let me tell you this. There was a vow you took. And the vow says to have and to hold. To have and to hold is not just, oh, I get to hold you all night. No, it's like, hey, let me let me protect this. I'm going to have right. and hold you down. I'm going to protect you, not literally tear you down so others can see it. And then I feel good because literally that's what an insecure person does. They have to knock your head off so that they can feel taller. And we don't want that. The other thing I would say is, and you let me know if you agree with me on this, honey, but you need to verify what the source of your anger is, you know, just so that everyone is clear. Anger is a secondary emotion. It is not the first emotion. It is literally a response to a primary emotion. So you got to figure out, is it hurt? Is it frustration? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? What if it's stress? You know, you got a lot on your, on your plate and then all of a sudden you're lashing out in anger You know, you have to identify what it is, because if you keep on trying to treat the issue rather than getting to the source. Right. Mm, Say that. Yeah. Think about it. Like if you have an infection. Right. Are you going to just keep putting a Band-Aid on top of the the infection? Are you going to try and get some antibiotics to clear it out from the inside out? You need to figure out from the inside out 
why you're talking to your mate that way and where did it come from so that you can pray on it and you can rebuke it at its source. That is a very, very, very good point. Mm Because I know during the stresses of the day, Mm -hmm. we bring that home. That's true. And especially if you've had some type of situation at work with your boss, you tend to carry it into the house and it's written all over your face. And so if you keep asking me what's wrong, what's wrong, what's Mm -hmm. wrong, and I continue not to respond, Mm -hmm. at some point when I do respond and I'm not ready to talk about it, Mm -hmm. then I might blow up. When I could have just calmed down and just really thought about, well, I'm not going to let this affect me, especially when I know you're not the source. Right. That's true. But, you know, I will tell you, too, that you need to be careful of the ones that stay too quiet. I think when people think of anger, they think of people who are just going off. They're screaming. They're pushing. You're like, oh, this this person is verbally abusive. And that's the easy one because they're an easy villain to point out. But what I would tell you is, you know what type of devil you're dealing with with that, (laughs) right? You know, I'm just being real you know what that is but the ones that you need to be concerned about is the person that is pushing down their anger over and over and over again and they're suppressing it and if they keep pushing it down there's only so much room in your soul right to hold on to that and it's gonna come out one way or the other it is literally gonna be an explosion do you guys remember that cartoon um it used to come on on fox i think it was called uh well one of the characters was called katie kaboom and Mm. you if you kept on pushing Katie, See. Katie would snap See. off, right? And it, it, you had to say something to her. You had to say fighting words to Katie. And she would be like, I'm Katie. Kaboom. And I used to be like, man, why they say that to Katie, right? <laughs> but what I should have been saying is, <laughs> why Katie blowing up like that, right? So you're not going to be talking about me on this radio right now. I'm right? not talking about you're you. Talking about, that was the old me. You're, you're referencing the old me when I when I didn't know how to talk to you. I really and I wasn't. Would be com- I would be compressing all of this, quote unquote, not even rage, just emotion. It might have been I didn't rage. know how to express. <laughs> it might have been. No. But Jesus, oh, he, not, you know, let me tell I didn't you, know Lord how Jesus, to express. you do miracles. You do miracles. And, but now I do. Now I do. I mean, I write it out, I talk it out, and we work it out, especially if it's something worth working for. Right. I think you are really, I think you have it under wraps now. I think it's because now there's a conversation. We put an expiration date on our disagreements. Yes. And, you know, the Bible says don't let the sun go down on an argument. And we do our very best to make sure that doesn't happen. And I thank God because it's only the glory of God that can get you through it. But what we'll do is, you know, we always tell our students like, hey, you want to make sure that you are not drinking spoiled milk. Is there anybody that would just deliberately drink spoiled milk? Not at all. Now, we did have one person in our class say, yeah, I like spoiled milk. And I was very concerned. Okay, but that's a whole nother subject. But what are the indications that let you know that you shouldn't drink spoiled milk? What would you say? The bottle has a date on it, people. It does. It has an expiration Mm. date and it lets you know it's best used if you do it before this time right right and if you go after that time guess what it's not gonna be good for you not at all neither one of you drink at your own risk exactly so we're telling you if you let this argument go past further guess what it's gonna be rough out there all right i hope we gave you some really good feedback because we can stay on this subject for years i mean it's, it's literally an important topic for anyone that is getting married 
or thinking about it and those that are married. But this is part of our marriage series. We want to make sure that you understand that fighting words aren't that good in marriage, right? Heated fellowship, people. Heated fellowship. That's right. And again, as always, please join in. You can jump onto our website. It's metoweetalk.com. Or you can be part of our subscriber list by texting 22828. Type the phrase, Me Too We Talk. That's right. Thank you so much for being a part of this because we promise to tell you the truth. The whole truth. And nothing but the truth. So So help help me God. God. See you next time.